0: You are listening to Two Minutes of Torah with Rabbi Danny, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about Rabbi Danny, please visit rabbidanny.com. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Shalom, and welcome to Two Minutes of Torah, Parashat Lech Lecha, where do babies come from? According to popular culture, parents live in perpetual fear of their children asking the question, where do babies come from? It seems likely that the unease over giving an adequate answer was part of the reason why parents in Victorian England would tell their children the stork delivers them. I guess if you're not going to tell them the truth it's as believable as anything else is. The image of the stork delivering babies is very prominent in popular culture. I am especially fond of the stork who delivered the baby elephant Dumbo to his mother in the famous Disney film. However, Despite our and we all know that it takes a man and a woman to make a baby, and ultimately parents need to have a frank conversation with their children, teaching them the truth about where babies come from. This knowledge makes Sarah's absence from Genesis 15 very striking, as God and Abraham discuss his lack of an heir. When the Torah first introduced us to Abraham and Sarah, we were told Sarah was barren, she had no children. This fact has therefore been in the background throughout Abraham's story when God said to Abraham unto your seed will I give this land we were aware that there was no child to inherit the promise similarly when God promised and I will make your seed as the dust of the earth we know there is no seed only in Genesis 15 does Abraham finally raise the issue of childlessness with God my lord I, what will you give me seeing I am childless and the steward of my house is Eliezer of Damascus and Abraham said behold to me you have given no seed there is no mention of Sarah or her barrenness in this discussion Abraham specifically does not say we are childless or to us you have given no seed. He ignores the fact that Sarah also has no children to love, care for and nurture. It is as though God, not the stork, will deliver a baby to Abraham with no need for Sarah to be involved. The promise which Abraham receives therefore speaks only to him. When God declares none but your very own issue shall be your heir, Sarah is not mentioned. She is given no similar pledge that she will become a mother. It is of little surprise that following this deal, struck between God and Abraham, Sarah comes and offers Abraham her maidservant, Hagar, so that there will be the chance for Abraham to have an heir. One cannot begin to imagine how Sarah must have felt. Unable to provide Abraham with a son, she invites another woman to share her husband's bed so that he may have an heir. After the encounter between God and Abraham, it is a little surprise that our patriarch voices no opposition and simply listens to the voice of Sarah. The stork will not bring them a child. Instead, Hagar will provide Abraham with the heir he has yearned for, his firstborn son Ishmael. Abraham neglected to consider the feelings of his wife Sarah as he pursued his dream of having a son. The repercussions of this act come later in the narrative when Sarah gives birth to her son Isaac and very soon after demands that Abraham expel his firstborn son Ishmael and Hagar, the mother of his firstborn. Sarah does not worry about Abraham's feelings and the relationship between father and son is irreparably broken. The next time they are mentioned together is when Eshmael, together with Isaac, bury their father. Shabbat Shalom.